The following podcast features discussions of an adult nature. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Coming and Other Stuff You Should Know. I am your favorite Gunkle Forest. And I'm your favorite Princess Lauren Victoria. Oh, man. Lauren, it's been a hot second. It has. I'm excited. I'm back. I'm here. Let's do it. Yeah. So we there was a bit of a miscommunication. So originally, the week prior to Joey's episode, we were going to do an, ep- an aftercare episode with Lauren, but she was in Vegas, so it just didn't happen. But that's okay. We're here. We're back together. And we're making it happen. So I'm very excited about that. But Lauren, I have to share some stuff with you today. I don't like how joyful you look i i know i'm just very excited so the reason why i'm sharing this information with you is because it's you and i know you will be so happy and proud of me so for the first time i got to visit a a gear store called rough trade gear in silver lake for my very first time the reason why i went was because later on that evening i was going to this leather bar in Long Beach called Eagle 562. Mm-hmm. So I went, I have some gear now. I'm very happy and it was a very interesting experience. So I wanted to walk you through it because it actually relates to who we have on as our guest today, which we'll get to a little bit later. So obviously I was recommended to go by someone who visits all the time, specifically the one in Silver Lake. There's two stories. And so it's a lower level. It's kind of like basic, like simple kind of gear, like a good starter area. Mm-hmm. Second floor is like leather. Yeah. So like there's yeah. like harnesses of different kinds, a <laughs> lot of like neoprene and some like short underwear, jock straps, tank tops and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. and then the second floor has like leather, like just leather harnesses, leather shirts, leather pants. And then mm-hmm. if that wasn't enough, they said, you know what? We're also going to give you toys and a fuck ton of them. So yeah. originally I was going to go actually with Joey, who we had on last week. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that uh, was not possible as he was still working. And if the times had worked, it, if the time had happened, it, we would have been like immediately rushing to the bar. So I instead decided to go by myself. So I did, Mm -hmm. which I think was really an interesting experience to go kind of like by myself and just like explore, which was really fun because then I got to actually like take the time and like look at everything and like take in what was there so I could Mm -hmm. actually like make a decision. So I went with like this neoprene like harness from made by Rough Trade Gear. It's like black and like very dark gray like a slate gray. Mm -hmm. So I went with that. And then I got shorts that had, (laughs) that had like two reflective silver stripes down the side, which my friends after me taking pictures with flash fucking hated me because I was shining bright. I was like, it's me. Do you expect anything less? No, I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that. (laughs) Nope. And then uh, I got like a mesh tank top like a see-through tank top, um, which, by the way, contributed to, like, the chafing of my nipples by near, by near the end of the evening. Oh, for sure. So I said, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna, not gonna do that. Not gonna do that. Or it's either that or I just need to find a much nicer fabric that I could mm-hmm. work with. But um, I digress. Silicone really f- lube is a really good barrier, too. Oh, really? Okay, I'll have to yeah, keep it Yeah, a little bit on your nips. 
Okay, I, I will keep that in mind for the next time. Um, but the people working it were really nice. It was really great. I had a great time. I think it'd actually be really fun if we can do a full episode in there and just like walk around and just like take it all in. Oh my God, that would be amazing. Right? Because we can like describe everything and like work with them. Incredible. Right? Okay, but if that wasn't enough, if that was not yeah. enough, I find out from the people working at the store that day i hear like music playing i'm like okay maybe it's just something you know fun happening it is a it's a it is a saturday so like i you know need to relax and all that other stuff and i find out that there's actually a car wash happening in their parking lot because the way that the 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 way that the building is laid out there is a, like a parking lot, but it's behind the shop itself. So you just mm -hmm. see the storefront. They have like a second floor. So I did see people up there and I was like, okay, maybe there's something going on that I don't know about. And it's none of my concern to just go in. So I go in and they go, oh, we have a car wash going on. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And so I'm like walking around, just like keep going. The music's really fun. In and out the front door are these dudes in Speedos. And I was like, oh, I was like, ooh, <laughs> I'm here for this. So then I decide to go upstairs and I'm starting to like look around because that's like really like the if you're like fully into leather, that's you go to the second floor. Yeah. So I'm going in and there's the guy who's working the second floor looking out the window and I'm like, oh, hi, how are you doing? He goes, oh, I'm doing good. He goes, hey, have you looked out the window? And I was like, no. He goes, oh, yeah, well, you know, we have that car wash going on, right? I was like, oh, yeah, I heard about it. He goes, yeah, no, look, you need to look outside. I look outside. Oh, my God. So not only are the dudes in Speedos, some of them are just butt-ass naked. Some of them oh have God. like cock rings on. Some of them are just mm. letting themselves hang. And if that wasn't enough, obviously we're pro-sex. We're pro-like, fuck around whenever you can. There was a sling set up behind mm. a tree that at one point I see one guy just lay down on and another guy just comes up and starts eating him out. Oh my God. It was so fucking, I was so excited. And then the guy that oh was getting God. eaten out, then he gets up off the sling and has the guy um, just basically have the top. Um, mm -hmm. He just starts blowing him. And I was like, I need to, I was like, fucking A. I'm like, I, I almost told the guy, I was like, at this point, if I wasn't like rushing to get back home to get changed, I would like literally go back there and saying, okay, who wants to fuck me? Like at that point. Yeah. <laughs> but there was one guy in particular that like, That's like amazing. Almost, I f was here for it. Well, I find out that this group in particular is actually like a group of like a, like a group. I think they're called El, El, El Payasas, I think is what their name was. Mm -hmm. And they were doing this charity f car wash to raise funds for the Eagle LA. It's it's wow. a sister bar to the Eagle 562, which is where we ended up going later on that night. Because they're trying mm -hmm. to like get things reopened and all the other stuff. I was like totally fine with that. But like, oh my God, it was amazing. And I was like so here for it and was like about ready to like so just exciting. just like throw my clothes off and said, okay, let's go. But there's this one guy in particular who hairy front, just mm. hair, tattoos all over. He his basically he his like sides are completely shaved. So he's got this like little mohawky like thing. And he's wearing these yellow speedos. And at one point, so that tree that I mentioned in front of the sling, this other guy starts, just whips it out and starts peeing. So I'm like, okay, that's great. The other guy, the yellow speedos goes to join him and he whips it out. Girl, 
he has a PA. And I was like, (gasps) (laughs) my hormones are raging and I did not want to make that known. Did not want to make that known that I was like, I will let someone top me right here, right now. Cause I'm here for it. I'm girl. (laughs) Oh my God. So, so I buy everything. I'm very excited. I walk out of that. I walk out of that store spending $175 for the harness, the shirt and the shorts that I ended up buying. $173. I kind of expected it. And I knew that I was going to be walking out having spent a little bit. So got home. (laughs) That that whole journey was a whole nother ballpark that I had to deal with. But we got home and I started like trying everything on and I was like looking at it. I was like, okay, I can I can work this. This is nice, especially because the shorts I picked out, the reflective ones was because it they're hiked pretty up so my legs show a lot more so i was like i'm here for that i just want my legs showing because that's what i like showing off and people like my legs i have no issue with that so then i finally get picked up i'm wearing a black jacket i cover the top half of my outfit with a black jacket (laughs) just so when i walk through the apartment complex that i'm living in i don't get looks or the ice cream shop right next door i didn't want to get looks so i was like We'll let that oh, we'll, let, we'll let that happen. So I get picked up. We finally get down there, and like it's still like the sun is almost gone, but it's like still there, so you could kind of see the bar. We parked in an alleyway right in front of the fucking entrance to this bar, yeah. which yeah. was great. I was like, that's the kind of shit I need to be at. And the way that the the club, so they had us basically all sitting outside. There is an inside, but they were like, we can't. Let's start slow, which I was like, okay, I'm here for. I can do with that. And we sit out. So we sit outside. We're like chilling. We grab drinks, cash only. There was no cover. Huh. But the outside, the way the outside is designed, there's like metal everywhere. It's covered. The whole outdoor patio is covered with like metal and it's pretty high up so you can't see inside which i was like thank fucking god uh so i'm like wearing my jacket for a little bit i'm like letting it like because i'm getting pretty chilly and then i take it off when i need to go to the bathroom so i like let myself like kind of flow a little bit and it was really fun it granted there wasn't a lot of shenanigans happening i was a little bit upset but i was also <laughs> but also it was like the first time that the club had reopened really since they shut back yeah. down since they shut back down i think in summer i think like in the summer wow but lauren are you proud of me i'm so proud of you oh my gosh that's so exciting i'm very jealous but uh-huh. also that's so exciting i'm so happy i do wow. i was prepping to see if i, I could it. i love it i love it to see to just to make sure that i actually could like just in case something happened i was covered and so it was like me it was joey it was my friend logan and our other friend clay who's kind of more like like literally the only person who wasn't like fully dressed was our friend clay and the reason why is because he was like okay it's kind of new and it's a little chilly and i don't want to like and i don't really have anything that would fit this vibe so he just wore like a dark shirt and a dark pair of pants i'm like that's good enough that's a good starter but he is like someone that was like i was like let's take let's all four put your toe in yeah oh absolutely you kind of have no choice so it was honestly it was such a really fun experience i had such a grand fucking time doing this that's awesome Mm. 
that makes me so happy. I love when you would like, you think that you, you kind of like, you might know a good amount or you might have experienced a good amount, but I love when you find that you can still have new experiences. That's so exciting. It's like, it, it kind of like revitalizes you a little bit. Well, the thing too is like, I've actually never been to like a leather bar before. I think the only clubs or bars yeah. I've really been to have been like general gay population. So, you know, like Ripples in Long Beach, Hamburger Mary's in Long Beach, um, <laughs> Executive Suites. Now I've been there a few times <laughs> just because like, you know, drag shows and shit. Nice. But I've never fully been to like an actual like leather bar that caters to that. And so I was like, all right, cool. Like our mm -hmm. friend Joey, Joey decided That's he so was cool. going to basically wear his harness, his jock, and he was going and his vest because he kind of had to and his medal because he had to. But he was going to wear jeans. But the only thing that was going to change <laughs> was that the jeans would be open like the zipper and everything and let his jock, it let basically let himself hang out. So like that was a fun like like to see that and kind of see it in that regard. And then Beautiful. the next day they had a beer bus during the day and there were no <laughs> jeans. He just had his jock strap on and his boots. So like, but apparently there's a rule that he has to like his, he can't really show his entire crack of his ass. So he had to like take a bandana and like <laughs> cover his ass crack. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And I was like, okay, that's, that's so crazy. It's like a yeah. diaper um almost no it was almost like not like so much like a diaper where he like attached the to the um the actual like elastic to the pouch on the underside he literally just wrapped it around his um mm -hmm. he just wrapped it around his the the uh, or like tucked in the bandana on his elastic and just let it hang so if he was standing there and wasn't like if he wasn't moving you could you you wouldn't be able to see it but when he moved you can kind of see a little bit of his crack but i was like that's basically it. So, and apparently um, Eagle 562 has like, they try to follow specific rules and stuff and try to be very careful with the rules and how they follow them, which I totally understand. Yeah. And that's where you got to go. But like, like they can't have a DJ. That's the other thing. They have to have like, they just like play like music and have like a pre-mixed like thing happening. So I'm like, okay, cool. Um, okay. can't argue but the lighting was on everything was there and I was like okay I'm here for that so I just I'm like but seriously like I want to just I just want to get buck nasty Lauren yeah. oh, we should all be so lucky I know right I'm Ugh. feeling that I'm feeling that have you been lucky in the last few weeks since we've last talked to each other um honestly no I'm still in the I'm still in the I'm in love with my ex-boyfriend scenario mm. Um, I realized, um, you know what? I'm not ready to hook up, and might mostly like I don't think I want to hook up right now. Okay. I want, I want to, I want to settle down. I think, mm -hmm. not still crazy about monogamy, so I'm not sure where I am with that. But I, 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 I want to be in love, and until I'm until I'm out of love with my ex boyfriend, I don't want to force myself into something just to like make myself feel good. I'm content by myself. I like my own company. I like who I am and I don't want to try to feel the fill the gap with anyone because I I am content filling my own gaps. Yes, you are. Very good. I say that right now because I'm I just ate lunch. I feel wonderful. I'm having a great day. Later on when I'm horny, who knows? We'll who, find out. We'll find out. There is plenty <laughs> of there are plenty of 40-year-olds in my area that I am willing to take advantage of. Oh shit. Oh, uh, I didn't I don't think I've told you this. So you remember um Brody, right? 10 inch mm -hmm. 
Okay, so yep. he just started posting photos of him using a clone of Willy. I, oh my God, I'm so excited I saw that. I know. I want to be like, how much? Tell me. I just want, and not only that, I've been keeping up with him and him and I've been talking, being like, hey, how's everything going? Are you doing okay? And I was like, doing really good and kind of other little pieces, tidbits of conversation because you were brought up. He's like, He'll, hopefully, hopefully Lauren's doing okay. I'm like, oh, she's doing fine. Everything's good. But I made a point to say like, I think it'd be really fun if the two of us go at it. And he goes, actually, that doesn't sound like a bad idea. And I was like, ha, 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 ha. So I might be getting a 10 inch monster pretty soon. And I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> No, poor Brody. I had sent him a picture of my face after that whole situation. We were supposed to have lunch or something that week. And I was like, honestly, I got the ship beat out of my face. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't even entertain this idea right now. Please go out and have amazing sex with amazing people. And yeah. I will be at home healing my wounds. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, you know, and he was you made need a bang Brody, though. Oh, I would love to. But I, I am kind of afraid because I don't know if I'm as cavernous to be able to handle 10 inches, if I'm yeah, being honest. I think I, think I could do it. Like my, my vaginal canal, according to both, my, both of my, my gynecologists, uh -huh. is uh, very long. Lucky bitch. So I think I think I could do it. I don't know. I'm going to get the clone of Willie of his first, and then we'll try it out that way. Yeah. And then, and then we'll try to work our way up. Let me yeah. tell you, I got Theo's clone of Willie. That thing is great. I still need to try that. I, I I probably will pay like be like like reach out and say like hey how much I'll pay for it and then we can make that work because mm -hmm. I would love to just. Well, what's crazy is he gave me a discount on it, uh -huh. and then I sent him the rest via PayPal. So I was like, no 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 no, this is worth full price. <laughs> I said I after you had done it. <laughs> For sure. I, I, I used it a couple of times and I was like, no, 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 no. Let me send you the difference. Once I used it, I was like, I'm not even going to pay for this through OnlyFans. I'm going to send you the all, I'm going to send you the rest of it via PayPal because I want you to get that. Like, fuck OnlyFans. This doesn't get their cut off your dick. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shit. I would try it. Are you kidding me? I've been messing with my Pete Kuzak one because my Pete Kuzak one, like, just hits the exact spot that I mm -hmm. needed to. And it's been really great. And I'm like, so fucking here for it. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is what I need. And so now I yeah. want to try Brody's to see it, it almost like, oh, um, <laughs> like strength, like strength training, like prepping myself yep. to see is my butthole, is my, is my butthole <laughs> going to actually be able to handle the real thing? That's what I'm yeah. like, curious, like nervous about. And that's the thing I kind of want to worry about. So, yeah. so with that being said, we're going to go ahead and um, go on to a quick little break so we can start that strength training. And when we come back, we're going to have a guest. So we'll see you after the break. Bye. Bye. And all right, everyone. So we are back from the break. Um, unfortunately, in the... I lost Lauren. We were we were strengthening our canals, and I lost her. She couldn't get over herself. Um, her eyes went to the back of her head, and um, apparently we're not prepared for Brody Kamen's 10-inch monster, but I did manage to find... <laughs> We will get to that one in a second. Uh, but I did have I did find someone else in the dark depths of of depth training. And it, of course, is the current Mr. Leather L.A. Leather Bear. Is 
Is that correct? Is that title correct? Yes, yes, yes. Hi, everyone. Perfect. <laughs> this is Alan. Alan, welcome to Coming and Other Stuff You Should Know. I'm very excited. I'm so honored to be part of your show. So yes, yes, my name is Alan Gabriel. I am your currently reigning Mr. Ellie Leather Bear 2020, 2021. Thank you, pandemic. <laughs> but, yeah, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. So we met through Joey. Joey was the person that we met. And originally, fun story, was originally I was actually supposed to meet you the same time I met your dad, Eric. Yes. So And it didn't happen. Yeah. So clarification, yes. I do have a leather sir, and his name is Eric. And he is also your currently reigning Mr. Long Beach Leather 2019-2020. Thank you, pandemic again. <laughs> but yeah. Oh my God. So how does it feel now to have like this leather title? Like what does it mean to now actually like have it and have this all this responsibility on your shoulders essentially? So coming into the title, I really wanted to just, you know, I just wanted to run just for the fun of it. Run mm-hmm. just to get the experience of being a you know a contestant at a leather title but of course many of my friends who are in the community have been supportive and even rooted for me to actually win the title mm-hmm. and many saw me having a lot of potential of getting the title at that time I've been in the leather community for three years mm-hmm. and what started was I was actually coming back a study abroad trip from Ireland mm-hmm. and the day that I got back was the meet and greet for the 2019 Mr. L.A. Leatherbear, which mm-hmm. he is my title daddy named Eric De Leon mm-hmm. and as soon as he won my mind just went to I want to run I want to get the experience and if I do get the title my main goal is to empower people who've been through body shaming, who've been through trauma, such as bullying, to Mm -hmm. be there and let them, you know, be that representation for the person that doesn't feel like they didn't belong because of their body size, or they didn't belong because of their sexual desires, or their Mm -hmm. kinks and fetishes that they deemed that it's wrong, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to just be up there to be that representation and to be their voice and to actually empower others to share their own stories as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of my main goals is to raise money and create a scholarship foundation to for high school and college students, whether male, female, non-binary, whoever, to share their stories of how they overcame their body shaming or their body image issues mm-hmm. or their sexual um, their sexual insecurities mm-hmm. or just their insecurities in general, just to let them share it out to everyone and mm-hmm. for other students to feel empowered because in this day and age as also an educator, mm-hmm. I am very jealous of students today that are getting an extra curriculum that's called social emotional learning where students are learning how to be more empathetic where students are able to 
build their critical thinking skills to and mm -hmm. to allow positive and progressive communication among mm -hmm. students and staff and even to outside communities, mm -hmm. especially with the school with the school that I work with. That's one of the curriculums that we really hunker down for students to actually be human. Because mm. when I, during the early 2000s growing up, um, I was a victim of bullying. And mm -hmm. how it all started was in the fifth grade, I was in a new school, I was a new student. And I just remember the very first day, three boys came up to me and they said, oh, we want to be your friend. And I'm like, okay, cool. Me being naive during the time. And they just started asking questions like, oh, where you're from? What school did you go to before? And then as the days progressed, it started getting a little bit personal and a little bit awkward mm -hmm. to the point where they started asking questions like, why do you sound like a girl? Why are you so fat? Why are you acting so feminine? Or the biggest question, of course, during that time for me was like, are you gay? And I felt really uncomfortable asking those questions. Yeah. Like not asking, answering those questions. Mm -hmm. So when that happened, I just shut off. I didn't want to hang out with them. And then I was just on my own throughout the whole fifth grade year. And it turned into the whole classroom literally going against me. Wow. Yeah. So throughout that time, I was just alone. I talked to some classmates, but I could tell they didn't want me to be there. Mm -hmm. The fifth grade teacher was just so oblivious to what was going on. Mm -hmm. And when I would try to stand up for myself, students will try to make me look like I was the bad guy or that I was like uh, being the bully myself. And mm -hmm. it was just those situations where I didn't know how to defend myself. So mm -hmm. throughout that year, I was just basically stunned both mentally and emotionally. Academically, mm -hmm. I was well, I was advanced with my math skills. I was advanced mm -hmm. with my with my reading skills, even though during the time LUSD education mm -hmm. wasn't that great in terms of, of math and English, but I was very advanced with math. Um, I was basic at English, but then going into middle school, I was actually scared to go to middle school. I even mm. told my mom, like, I'm scared to go because I don't want a repeat of what happened in fifth grade. But my mm. mom insisted that I still go. So of course I went. Uh, the first couple of the first couple of weeks of middle school was okay. But then as soon as time progressed, a lot of the middle school boys started picking on me. Mm -hmm. And I was just I just didn't know what to do because sixth grade mm -hmm. recession hit and there were things that my parents couldn't afford because of the recession. Mm -hmm. And we were, before the recession, my family was a 
middle class working family. Mm-hmm. But then after the recession hit, we were now just a working family. So we had to budget how much we spend. We had to mm-hmm. budget on what trips we could go on or what we can eat, where we can eat. So a lot of the privileges that I had as a middle class family basically was just torn off like a Band-Aid. Wow. So, it was, okay. so it was just a new... Um, social economic situation where we, my family and I, we had to, we had to adapt to, but mm-hmm. I was still able to have an emotional outlet through music, which I was able to have a good music education, even though my middle mm-hmm. school band director was a total asshole. That's a different yeah. story. So now I'm kind of curious though, where exactly does like, you in leather where do you collide at what point so it all started in junior year of high school i was a junior at downey high school i -hmm. was taking a push as we call it but it's Mm -hmm. called advanced placement u.s history yeah abbreviated a push cut off yeah i believe march march of 2013 we were learning about the 1960s okay and my teacher at the time was showing us photos of the culture or the american culture of the 1960s mm-hmm. and we saw of course the zoot suits we saw a lot of civil rights movements that were mm-hmm. starting to form during that time and then we started seeing photos of females in their pinup dresses and then the ticket that the cycle daddies like tom of finland looking motherfuckers so oh it, my god <laughs> it wasn't tom of finland per se but it was just photos of greasers in their leather jacket white shirt and blue jeans mm-hmm. but what what really caught my eye was the leather jacket mm, okay and as a Final months progressed of my junior year. Our history department of Downey High School did a day for all juniors to wear in their 60s gear. So I didn't have a leather jacket. So I went to my dad and I asked him, hey, dad, do you have a leather jacket? He said no. I wasn't discouraged. I still had my white shirt. I still had my blue jeans. And I had everything ready for that day. And then the day came and my dad presented me a leather jacket. Now, it wasn't Mm. the leather jacket that was shown on the photos, but it was genuine leather. And when I put it on, my confidence just like soared. And I was just like, I love the feel of it. This is awesome. This is amazing. Mm. I look like a 60s greaser. So I went to school. And you just see a bunch of juniors in their greaser and pinup dress and acting like they were from the 60s, which was fun. But what I noticed that day, like a lot of peers and classmates, they were just complimenting on how good I looked in the leather jacket. Mm. And so I was just so mind blown from that experience because I've never had that. I never had people compliment 
of how I look. So later on that day, of course, uh, of course, blood was circulating down the nether regions. <laughs> so, as it does, as it does. As it does. And so I got a little bit curious and I did some research and by research, Google searched. <laughs> and I just looked at photos of these different greasers in their leather jackets. Mm. And then, boom. Tom of Finland. Oh, Tom of Finland. I feel like almost, but I feel like most people, especially when they get into the leather scene at some point in their research and their startings, Tom of Finland just happens to be the one thing that people like go up against. I think that's because that's the kind of guy they're like, I want that kind of guy to just throw me against a wall and have his way with me. And yes. (laughs) Initially when I started, going into the leather scene, what attracted me was the hyper-masculinity of mm-hmm. yeah. the hyper-masculinity aspect of the leather community. So from there, I was just drawn by it. But going back to going back to my junior year, after that day, of course, I was a little petite because Life happens and Mm -hmm. you just magically gain weight as one does. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. I said, this is not the right time, but I'm going to keep it for when that Mm -hmm. moment happens. Yeah. Senior year was 2014. Um, I graduated from Downey High School and I went to Cal State Long Beach. Mm -hmm. And it was my first semester and I was taking a community a community college, a communication course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was bored and I was kind of horny too, you know, blood was rushing down the nether Mm -hmm. regions. And I opened up my phone and I looked at Scruff, Grinder, and all, and Mm -hmm. Growler. Everywhere. Everywhere, as one does to look for dick. Mm -hmm. And I got a message from this older gentleman and he sent me a message saying do you want to have fun with a dominant daddy and my mind was just like what's going on here uh-huh i'm intrigued what and- am i about to partake in i'm curious Ooh. so i messaged back and i said yes and from there we struck up a conversation mm-hmm. and once my class was finished got on a Long Beach Transit bus, got Mm. out of Eximino, for those that are in the Long Beach area or are familiar with Long Beach area, there's a Jack in a Box and Executive Suite on that intersection. And I got off there because that's where I met him. Mm -hmm. He drove me down. (laughs) Funny enough, though, he was such a dom daddy, but yet he was driving a Fiat. So picture, so picture like this big burly of a man uh-huh. driving a tiny car. <laughs> that turns it just into like a clown car at that point. <laughs> but that's no, what that sounds like. It was an electrical vehicle and uh-huh. he was very environmental, environment conscious, friendly driver. So mm-hmm. I respected his choice of getting a Fiat. And he drove me to his house. From there, we played. And that was my general introduction of him. And we got to 
chat more mm-hmm. and of course play more. And then one time when after we finished playing, his husband was in his office. And so I was just so confused because I mm-hmm. was still learning about the concept of open and closed relationships. I didn't know anything other than the whole heteronormative, you got to find the one and marry and then have kids. Fuck that. Yeah. Fuck that noise. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. Of bullshit. course. Fuck that. Of course. Bullshit. You do you if you want to do that, but shit. Yeah. Right. So then, <laughs> so then, okay. So then how did you find Eric then? Like, how does, cause I know that there is like, you know, the, the sir and son, that whole dynamic exists. So how did you end up meeting him? That was a, that was during the time where I was getting ready for the Mr. LA leather bear 2020 mm-hmm. contest. I was busy with, with work. Cause I was working mm-hmm. full time and mm-hmm. I was busy with school because mm-hmm. I was a full-time student, that I dated someone. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Why I, not? Throw what? a relationship in the mix. Throw the relationship in the mix. Well, I am literally busy with only the weekends to work on my homework and have no life. So I met this person. We were dating for two months. Long story short, it was going to turn out to a would-be abusive relationship. Oh. And I ended the relationship. He got really angry. And... I just made the right call, but that was just one part of it. Another part of it was I was struggling with my family because of my sexuality. Mm -hmm. And I just heard my mom just utter these words that triggered past emotions from my Mm -hmm. senior year, which she was just basically saying that by me being myself, that I'm turning away from God and that being Mm. gay is a sin and that I'm going to go to hell, all that noise. Bullshit. And during that time, my mom said that and it just caused me to have a mental breakdown. And then on top of that, of course, breaking up with the would-be abuser really took a toll of my mental health. And one thing about me is I'm still learning how to be very open and very transparent with my emotions because growing up, my parents have always put that notion of that no one's going to care, don't be oversharing. If you're oversharing, people are going to use that vulnerability against you. Mm-hmm. And that basically I should just be a stone wall. That mm-hmm. I should not even show emotions because showing emotions is kind of weakness. Which, of course, fuck that noise. That is mm-hmm. bullshit. Share your yep. emotions to people that you trust people. It yep. does help. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But going back to tying in with how I met my leather, sir. During that month of recovery, I... I went to the Mr. Long Beach Leather 2019 contest just mm-hmm. to get away, just to have an escape and just to reconnect with friends in the leather community. Mm-hmm. And from there, I saw him doing the, what every contestant would be doing, which is, of course, if, for those that don't know, the contest is consistent of four parts. The first round is the interview. After the interview, then it's showtime. And it consists consists of three rounds. The first round is barware, where people will wear an outfit that they, of course, in leather, that is comfortable for them at a bar. After that, it's either a funny or serious question. Then the third round is the jockwear portion. Mm-hmm. And it's basically the swimsuit portion where they are 
stripped down with minimal leather as possible. Hair everywhere. So Ugh. hair everywhere, ass everywhere, chest a lot of, everywhere. A lot of hormones just raging in that one room as, that, yes. uh, as this is all happening. Oh my yes. God. Blood rushing to the nether region. Mm. Something is getting hard as wood. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I'm definitely I'm definitely one of those people. I I don't know why my hormones just like actually I'll kind of segue this into and we can obviously go back into the whole thing. But like I was telling we were talking to Lauren that we went I went to Rough Trade Gear for the first time. Mm-hmm. And you know the group is it Epiasis? El Payasus. Uh, thank yeah. you. So they were there doing a car wash to benefit Eagle LA. Yes. And so one of the guys who was working at was looking out the window where the car wash is happening. And I looked outside. It's in the parking lot behind the building. And they're washing cars and they're on Speedos. Some are naked. Some of them just have a cock ring. And I literally was just like, what I would give to just say, who wants to fuck me right here, right now? Because that just just to see nakedness around me, I was like, here for it but i had other things i need to do and that was definitely something that oh if i had the time i would have walked down there saying who wants it take <laughs> take take that shit i know the people from the payasos they've supported and helped the community for so much for so long mm-hmm. yeah. and i am very grateful that they exist i am not part of the payasos but i acknowledge mm-hmm. their existence mm-hmm so it was great to hear that they were benefiting, of course, the Eagle LA throughout this whole yeah. pandemic. And yeah, Rough Trade is like the go-to store. Oh yeah. For leather. Of oh, course. Yeah. Of course, there's also 665 leather, but they only have an online store now because mm-hmm. their location was is now called the Rose. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. West Hollywood. I'm looking at you. Just kidding. Oh God. <laughs> so when you, so you met so you actually met Eric during th- this whole like leather portion and seeing him do his thing and then it just kind of like snowballed from there. I'm assuming. Yes. Okay. From there, after the contest, I got re-inspired by him because I was still preparing for the leather contest. Of course, my leather contest, the Mr. Mm-hmm. La Leather Bear. And from there, I believe it was around November, mm-hmm. and it was the Mr. Sister Leather Contest. Okay. And I went to the meet and greet. He was there, and we struck up a conversation. He was getting to know me. I wanted to get to know him. Mm-hmm. He just had these blue, gorgeous eyes that mm-hmm. just pierced me. And I just felt a connection with him. And we were at the meet and greet. We were getting to know each other. And from there, there was another event called Rough at the Eagle mm-hmm. 562. And mm-hmm. he just said, hey, you want to you wanna go to Eagle 562 for Rough? I was like, yeah, sure. I'll go with you. Uh, mm-hmm. I can carpool if you like. And he was like, sure. So we carpooled. We went to Rough. Mm-hmm. Had fun over there. We got the chance to get to know each other more. Communicated mm-hmm. about our, you know, our history with leather mm-hmm. and from there it was just one of those nights where it's like I was able to reconnect with myself again oh that's good after all that trauma that I went through those past two months mind you in October of that year of 2019 Onyx which I am a, an associate with was having mm-hmm. a a major event called Blackout 
I was so excited to go. I was so ready to meet other people from different chapters of Onyx. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't go because of that episode. Because oh. I couldn't go because I was just mentally drained. I was mm-hmm. sick. I didn't know what to do. I mm-hmm. just stayed at home just to focus on myself. Looking back, I regretted not you know not going mm-hmm. it was kind of like one of those mo- moments where I regret it but at the same time I'm kind of grateful that I didn't go because on one hand I regret it because I wanted to meet so many people and also he was there Eric mm-hmm. Crow was there but I was grateful that I stayed because I really needed that time to really reconnect with myself and my emotions mm-hmm. and just process the whole trauma that I went through the, within those two months Fast forward to November, we had a great time and we wanted to see each other again. We exchanged numbers and then we then we just started text messaging each other and then we added each other on Facebook. From there, we just sort of bonded and just created this connection, not a romantic connection, but because, yeah. because people get those things mixed up because they think kink and sex and fetish are all romantic. No, it's not. It, mm-hmm. it could be just for the act of it. If you want to add the romance part to it with your partners, that's mm-hmm. great. By all means, go for it. I'm not saying that you can't. You can. Because mm-hmm. I was going to ask that too, because I was like, I'm I was like, I'm pretty certain you're you both are you're in a relationship, but not necessarily but it's not like a romantic like part, you know what I'm saying? Like you like the BDSM part is what puts you to is what the relationship is what you're in, if that makes sense. Yes. So one thing that I put on all my profiles that people like get it confused and then get angry at me is Mm -hmm. that I say that I'm single, but I'm, that Mm -hmm. I'm also partnered. People get confused. And Mm -hmm. when I give that clarification, I say I'm in a dom sub relationship. It is mainly kink and sex. Basically, a friends with benefits emphasis on friends. Yeah. And kink and sex. That's Who just all. happen to get kinky and will fuck around. Pretty is much. what that sounds like. Pretty <laughs> much. And I am happy with my yeah. relationship with my sir. Whenever I give that clarification, people just assume that I'm in a relationship, but that's not mm-hmm. the case. Yeah. I am in one, but that's just mainly kink sex. We mm-hmm. are friends. He is like my best friend ever mm-hmm. that I yeah. could trust to, that I could talk to, that I could vent out my feelings towards, but mm-hmm. there's no emotion. There's no romance ever because he is partnered. People ask, well, how come you're with him, but yet he has a boyfriend? So, they're open, mm-hmm. but when all three of us are together, his main priority is his partner. Yeah. I am just the third wheel, the friend, and yeah. I am totally okay with it. I've been yeah. a third wheel throughout my whole life. Oh, God, man. <laughs> so I'm very happy, you know, being romantically single mm-hmm. because I'm still exploring who I am, mm-hmm. and I'm still exploring my fetishes and kinks with my leather mm-hmm. sir. And yeah. I am grateful for that. So people thinking that I'm in a kink relationship is not an actual relationship. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Are you part of the BDSM leather community? Like, are you part of it? 
for one. And for two, <laughs> no, don't speak for me. <laughs> and for two, who are you to judge my relationship with my leather, sir, when you don't even know what, what it is for? Like my mom said, if you don't have nothing nice to say, zip it like it, put it in your pocket, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm kind of just curious. So what fetishes in particular do you happen to jive with the most? Like what's some that you're like, these are mine? Oh, definitely impact play and okay. what? Play. Interesting. Yes. Are you usually the one either getting waxed on or impacted on? Or are you the reverse? So for impact play, I, well, I'm still learning. So right mm -hmm. now I am the sub, but yeah. I am learning how to become a switch. So switch okay. is basically you're both either the dom or the mm -hmm. sub. Sub. Okay. And it all depends on what kink scene or what's negotiable or what's mm -hmm. discussed between the parties that are involved. And in this instance, of course, my leather sir is my dom and I'm mm -hmm. his sub, but mm -hmm. through his guidance and through his experience, he's training me how to be a, uh, not a sub, a switch. Is there yeah. anything that you, that is like never going to happen? I've always said this too. My bigger thing is, is that <sighs> scat and water sports are like mad that that ain't happening. I don't like it. Is So is there anything for you that you are like, I don't ever want to try that? That play and ABDL. Now, I am not saying I'm against ABDL. So ABDL is adult baby diaper love. Got it. Okay. Adult baby. Same thing with me too. I was like, uh, Again, I acknowledge there's the existence of the community and I mm. go to their events and I support them. I even modeled in diapers for mm. Don Mike for his event at the Bullet. And I did not bat an eye because that's what they like. Who mm -hmm. am I to judge? If that's what they like, mm -hmm. that's on them. Everyone yeah. has their likes and dislikes for kinks yeah. and fetishes. What's not okay is judging them and belittling them just because they partake in that kink or yeah. fetish. See, I think for me, like you're, you are right. It's, you know, everybody has their own tastes and flavors and of things of doing stuff. I think for me, I would rather out of respect for them. If I'm like, if I will acknowledge it, but it's not ever something I'm ever going to want to touch that I let them do that. And maybe like stay away from events that stick around that, if that makes sense. Cause I feel the same way about pup is pup play as well. Cause that's not something that I like, again, it's acknowledged and it's, it, it's being respected. And that's something that I, I will respect and obviously, but it's not something that I will actively try to put myself into because it's not something that does anything for me, if that makes sense. And that's totally okay. Yeah. That's totally fine. Yeah. Just as long as you don't hurt, judge, or belittle a person yeah. just because they like that certain kink or fetish. Of course, going into the community when I first started, I was taken aback. I was just shocked in awe of all the kinks and fetishes that were out there. And mm -hmm. I got a little bit judgmental mm -hmm. as one does, because when we're going into something unknown, people will yeah. start making snap judgments. People will start making- As it starts too, you're starting to, it's, it's almost like opening a gate and like kind of just like, it's like sensory overload, realizing like all of these things exist. So. I, I completely agree with you. Like, I, I mean, I felt it the same way, same way, like LA pride, like walking through uh, the 18 plus section and being like, damn, there's a whole lot of 
especially uh, the first year I went when it was still in the the um, that parking lot, the covered parking structure. And then they had a whole little section called Vaseline Alley, which I was here for. But there was like, you know, the pup plays, there's the leather and there's all that other stuff. And then about is it two years ago, I think 2019 was when they had Erotic City in the that rec center. Yes. And that's where they had like the like flogging, the flogging examples and the rope play. And then they had the poop, the poop, the pup area. And so, you know, poop is a whole nother, whole nother avenue. (laughs) But like, I, I think it's I think for some people who are not as heavily invested or as sex positive as, you know, we all tend to be that it it people get taken aback and that's totally fine that we have to start somewhere before we can like filter and then go into it if that makes sense agreed because a philosophy and education because of course me being an educator mm-hmm. education is supposed to make us feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. education yeah. creates that dialogue education starts a dialogue education mm-hmm. is is never never standards mm-hmm. education is always out there we mm-hmm. even have our fucking phones yeah. to look for but education of course provides those skills to, for everyone to think critically and to mm-hmm. go against the source and to actually ask questions of why someone said this or why mm-hmm. do people engage in these behaviors or why do people treat people of color badly? Those are some serious questions that need to be asked asked to create that dialogue. Going back to LA Pride, which I went in 2019 and I walked with the leather contingent and it was so much fun. I was able mm-hmm. to walk Santa Monica Boulevard in leather gear and mm-hmm. just be myself and just share me being the kinky person that I am mm-hmm. out there without any judgment, yeah. without any fear. And it was just so refreshing and so mm-hmm. eye-opening because my first pride was in 2016 at Long Beach Leather. It was it was fun. I had mm-hmm. a great time. Also. So if I can, I'd like to kind of ask about something that I noticed, especially when we first met because so we were at Executive Suites and I think it was Joey. Joey had gone into the bathroom, but he spotted a magazine that he recognized. Yes. And and you'll remember this. So we opened, he goes, this is the last issue. This is the issue of the magazine that they have. And this was the last issue that basically got really out in circulation before the pandemic happened. And it actually had a spread with the two of you in it and as well as uh, several other contestants and title holders and things like that. And something that I noticed that was very interesting and it kind of leads into the question that I have is that, correct me if I'm wrong, but it looked like a majority of all of those, of the gentlemen that were in the photo were predominantly Hispanic. Yes. And then Joey's white ass in that, in that picture. And, and the guys all had different body types, different hair, all that stuff. Is there a diversity in, is there in fact like a good genuine diversity amongst leather title holders and the people, you know, in that scene and competing? Or is that something that we still need to work on and be more cognizant and give more um, 
a, a spotlight to those other individuals who are not either white or Hispanic. So just to preface my answer, I am only speaking from the Los Angeles region alone. I cannot say anything about the whole, con- you know, the whole nation. Yeah. So mm-hmm. to answer your question, I entered the leather community when I turned 21, which was 2017. But I wasn't heavily involved at that time because I was still learning. Mm-hmm. And I had the guidance of the daddy that I told you that I found through Prowler and and his husband, of course, because they mm-hmm. were part of the community and they're also members of Onyx. And they were the ones that basically launched and supported my leather journey. Mm-hmm. And they've helped me so much and guide and introduced me to so many diverse people in the community and especially the Brotherhood of Onyx Southwest. Mm-hmm. And they've just welcomed me with open arms mm-hmm. and it was just the most welcoming and calming experience ever because I, again, during that time, I was still learning how to be myself. I was still learning how to love myself. I was still learning how to overcome with the trauma that I went through with the bullying. And just to have that group of people mm-hmm. just welcome me with open arms was just so warming. Mm-hmm. And it felt like I belonged there. Okay. And going back to your question, I entered when it started to be more diversified. Okay. 2018 was the year that the whole title class was very diverse in terms of body size, in terms of races. Of course, my granddad, Ben Johnson, my title granddad. Hi, Ben, Mm. if you're listening. Hi, I hope you're doing good. Hi, we (laughs) love you. Nice to hear from you, daddy. Yeah. I'm just trying to get all those emotions rising. <laughs> I feel like, too, maybe this is me just being a complete, like, fucking shit stir, but I feel like anytime I use the word daddy or sir, that I try to spark some form of blood rising, and then and they're like, <laughs> no, it's just a fucking title, relax. I'm like, okay, fine. Of course, vocabulary and sex. When people yeah. are hot and steamy, when they let me call daddy, or people like to be called boy, or or son mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. whatever they like, you know, that mm-hmm. floats their boats. That's on them. Mm-hmm. I like to call my leather sir, sir. Mm-hmm. Even when we're doing a king scene or when mm-hmm. we're playing, yeah, that turns each other on. It's, mm-hmm. all, it's that dynamic, the relationship and power exchange that me and my leather sir share. Mm-hmm. So yes going into the leather community i was just entered where it started to be more inclusive where it started to be Mm -hmm. more diverse and 2018 was the the pinnacle year for Mm -hmm. la leather because ben johnson was just the most amazing person Mm -hmm. to win the title but also just be a fucking person and just being able to connect well with other people mm-hmm. and other ethnicities other races like he was there for everyone mm-hmm. he was truly there representing everyone and that's what i loved about ben johnson from there it was just a gateway for everyone to just be there because not only did a jewish person win mr la leather Bear and mr la leather but mm-hmm. there were just so many diverse where Pup Yoshi, Mr. Eagle 562 2018, was mm-hmm. the first winner and the Asian, the only Asian American who was competing that year. Crazy. Just to see that 
opened so many doors for so many people. Yes, we still need to talk about inclusivity. The discussion is never ending. Oh yeah. This discussion is never ending, but just to see that representation is just amazing. 2016, Michael Morales, because I've heard of this story, Michael Morales, Mr. Sanctuary Leather, he went into the stage wearing a corset, wearing high heels during his jock, during the jock strap portion. His intention was to piss off everyone. Please tell me he actually got what he wanted. No. Or Or was everyone like, fuck yes. People were cheering him. Good, good. It took him a step back because he wasn't expecting that. He expected the reverse. He thought- Like the hyper-masculinity, like taking over going, how dare you wear a corset? That's fucking, I think that speaks to like the fact that like, you know, there's like, I I was telling Joey this last week that there's like a subsection of gays who- only like the same thing and they're always predominantly white and they're always this muscular buff looking like white blonde boys who only fuck those kinds of of gays whereas now there's the the rest of the fucking gay community that like thrives on getting to play and gender a little bit and wear things that you know are predominantly seen as women or only drag queens wear but actually wear it and like challenge that and if anything, make them more masculine. And you're like, oh, so I that just speaks to the where we where we are now, I think. Yes. Yes. And 100% agree. And hey, I'm diving into the idea of becoming a bearded drag queen called Mama. Fucking do it. Like called Mama Caro Cafecita. But fuck yes, do it. Basically, I was just entering the year, those years where it's just starting to happen, where we Mm -hmm. see a lot of inclusion, where we're seeing a lot of diverse people running Mm -hmm. for titles. Yeah. Of course, there's still a lot more work to be done because, like I said, Mm -hmm. the discussion of inclusivity is never ending. Mm -hmm. And we have to call out those that are in the wrong, that are called, that are complacent because. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you're complacent, then you're fucking the oppressor as well. Yeah. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I got dragged for it, but I stood my ground. That's mm-hmm. that's another story. But yes, 2018 was the pinnacle year that there was a lot of firsts. Mm-hmm. Like there could have been the first Asian American. There could have been the first Jewish person, that one. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of firsts in, the, in that year. And that... Mm-hmm really inspired me personally because of course going back to my bullying I didn't know where I belonged Mm -hmm. I didn't know where I fit in I was a socially awkward kid just switching from different groups from high school and Mm -hmm. I adapted well I could I was a social butterfly like I had basically many friends from different groups but i didn't i didn't know where was my home base because Mm -hmm. because i didn't know who i was Mm -hmm. and you know to find that group of people that is all about kink that's all about sex that's all about loving yourself through those Mm -hmm. forms of kink sex bondage nipple play hits you name it. 
everything everything like i was able to be myself interesting so that actually leads me because i have two more questions okay if you could tell someone younger about the leather community or who is thinking about going into that way but have a lot of reservations about it what would you tell them first of all i would tell them your emotions your emotions from those past traumas are valid mm-hmm. what's not valid is the actions that cause from those traumas mm-hmm. whether it be through physical fights through self-harm or whether it be through vengeful thoughts of getting back at those people that mm-hmm. is not healthy if you want use those emotions use those anger to mm-hmm. connect in a kinky sex fetish Mm-hmm. Or whatever it is that you're interested in, go for it. Because the leather community will always be there, will always have welcome arms. Because when people come into the leather community, they have past traumas. They have mm-hmm. past hurts that they don't realize why those emotions are rooted. Because it, my past trauma and my anger was towards my parents. And through the trauma that I went through from the bullying, and through the trauma of being part of the organized religion. Mm-hmm. And it just allowed me, through kink and fetish, it allowed me to be the person that I am today. And so to the younger person, just be who you are. And if you want to explore kink and fetish, good. Ask those questions. Ask Do those it. questions. Ask any burning questions that you have, because we are more than welcome to answer these questions and we are more than welcome to guide you through these. And if you think something is wrong with a Dom, or if you feel like something is not right, always open up, always speak out because from there we can provide the clarification for you to see if that person is treating you well, or to see if that kink or fetish is performed well because we are here for you and we're here for your safety and we're here for you to make sure that you, not only that you're having fun, but to also make sure that you're safe. Oh, I love that. All right, now I gotta be as leathery as I can, leathery, (laughs) as fetish and kinky as I can. Can I get your consent to answer one last question? Yes, of course. Okay, good. So the final question I have for you is, what does sex mean to you? Sex to me is just sex. Like, I had fun fucking. I've had fun going to bathhouses. I went to Midtown. I went to Club 1350. Oh. Rest in peace, 1350. Rest in peace. I know. I, I heard. Went, I went to Slammer. I went to the Bullet to have sex, too. Uh-huh. Like, sex to me is just fun sex. People have that misconception of, like, Oh, but sex and romance and, you know, when two people are in love, bullshit. If you're mm-hmm. fucking horny, go for it, bitch. Mm-hmm. Just, of course, consent. Of mm-hmm. course, make sure you know the norms of the bathhouse, the norms mm-hmm. of any leather parties or any mm-hmm. um, sex parties. Just know those norms and also you always have the right to say no. You Mm. always have the right to stop the scene or to stop 
the action. And if the person gets angry, go find someone and talk to them or whatever, because that person mm -hmm. is not right for you, for him to control you that way. Fuck, you are living the best life of that I want to have. And I'm like, because I was telling Joey, too, I was like, I definitely want to do bathhouses. I've never been to one. Oh, um, there's so much fun. It sounds like fun. And I'm glad that like I finally got to do like Eagle 562 and get all that going and kick kicking that off and just like fucking into public spaces and more gay centric spaces is, is exactly what I want. So, Alan, thank you so much for coming to talk with me today. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. And again, thank you for having me. This is such an honor. Yes. And if you can do me a huge favor, pour yourself out. Where can people find you in the world of social media? Okay. So you can find me on Instagram. It's a long one. I know, but it's usually the first one. It's Mr. Mr. LA Leather Bear 2020 underscore boy tipsy. That's, okay. It's a long <laughs> one. But, Shit. but of course, once you start typing it, you'll find me it's it probably, shows up it shows up uh for twitter i'm not usually that active on twitter but if you want twitter boy tipsy one and for facebook alan gabriel onyx oh i love that you should be putting uh, you should focus on twitter more especially because you can put all the naughty things on twitter oh that is like my fucking like hotbed of just like nakedness and i'm like here for it it's so lovely i would love to but the thing is because i'm an educator and because i work in the public sector i gotta be careful because you may have those karens of a, of a parent that's like my son is with a gay teacher and does this why is he teaching my child honey oh, i'm teaching God. honey i am teaching your child the difference between there 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 and your your Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that. Thank you everyone for listening into another exciting episode of Coming and Other Stuff You Should Know. I am your favorite Gunkle Forest. And I am your currently reigning Mr. L.A. Leatherbird 2020, 2021. Thank you, pandemic. <laughs> and always remember to stay open. Stay curious. And stay coming. coming. Bye everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another exciting episode of Coming and Other Stuff You Should Know. Have a question or topic suggestion we should cover? Send an email to comingpod at gmail.com. That's C-U-M-M-I-N-G-P-O-D at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. Our official Instagram is at coming and other stuff. Come again soon.